Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes me out, comes and helps me out with uh, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And on the line... We have a another favorite geek of ours, uh, Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV. You there, Wes? Absolutely. Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing, Eric? Dennis, how we doing? Good, good. And you're on you're on live on the video here too. Oh, whoa. Well, yes, uh, we managed to not get storms this weekend here in Florida, which is one of the you know one day out of 365. <laughs> well, we're glad. We're glad to see you. Um, I had the ple- I had the pleasure of uh, being on a webinar with Wes on Thursday. We talked about some. Uh, Cybersecurity for small business, and uh, it was fun. It was a, a rapid-fire question and answer. Holy moly. It sure was. It was fun. I learned a lot from you, too, so I, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, I, had, I had a lot of fun in that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an, a great experience. So we have Wes on talking today about backup. And oh, yeah. Backup is something that we've talked about since the show began. It's the one thing in the old days that you really had to worry about was losing your data due to failure. Mechanical failure back in the early 90s was the, really the way you lost your data, whether it be a hard drive failure or maybe a controller failure. So backing it up now, it's ransomware, viruses, and all sorts of things that can take out your data. Um, so Absolutely. This game's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, right. It's completely changed. And Wes, you know, from IT Pro TV, you're here to talk about all the different flavors of backup. Uh, you want to give us some of the, the generalities of approaching a backup? Oh, most definitely. Kind of like we were joking around uh, the other day, you know, I, uh, I kind of made mention of, hey, well, we're chasing the archive bit. But I've actually kind of changed that <laughs> because we, also, we don't always care what the archive bit's doing. So how about mm-hmm. we just say, what's up with the archive bit? And that's essentially just a little small little digital, uh, digital you know, bit on every file that's either been newly created or modified since the last time your backup subsystem ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's interesting. You know, we've got three major 
types, you know, that are kind of agreed on, and that's the full backup, the differential backup, and then commonly the last one's the incremental backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, each have their own place. I'm not sure exactly how popular some of them are, but the full backup, it's, it's one of the ones that's the most secure uh, when it comes to restoring your information. Uh, because it makes a complete copy every time that operations run of every single uh, file. And, you know, getting back to that archive bit, a full backup doesn't really care about what's happening with the archive bit. Again, that only shows up on files that are new or have been modified since the last backup ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also very bandwidth intensive, right? I mean, in a perfect world, we would love to just say, hey, run a full backup all the time. But right. That, that can yeah. translate to a lot of storage and, you know, large data sets. So, that's your full backup. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have uh, your differential backup, and your differential backup is a backup that uh, backs up information, uh, and it does kind of look to the last full backup that's run. And um, so let's say it runs on Monday. Uh, it's going to look back to the last uh, full backup that's run, and, and that's probably a good thing to uh, just say here real quick, too, is that all backups have to have at least a full backup, or you only have a partial data set. So the differential will continually grow. So if I back up information on Monday, Tuesday we come in, it's going to back up Tuesdays, but it's also going to look back at Mondays and it's going to back up. So you can see that the differential, while it doesn't back up the entire data set, it will continue to grow as you, let's say, go towards the weekend, Friday, if you will. And then the last one is the incremental backup. And the incremental backup is a backup type that backs up all data since um, the last full backup or the last incremental backup. Uh, And... The way that kind of runs is if the backup runs on Monday, uh, it backs up all of the data that has changed essentially since the last full backup, backs that information up, and that becomes its own unique copy set, if you will, because then the next time it runs on Tuesday, it's not going to, unlike the differential, it's not going to worry about Monday. It's only going to back up those uh, files that are new or have changed on Tuesday. So you get these individual copy sets. It's beneficial as well because you have smaller backup sets that can run faster and are not as network intensive. uh, But the restoration side of that is where you kind of pay for that, uh, that pay for play, if you will, you know, because if it's good, it's definitely going to have a con. And that's because the restoration requires every individual incremental or unique copy set since the last full backups run, you're going to need Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, let's say if the failure's on Thursday, you're going to need all of those backup sets. So that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of just between all three of them. You know, there are other types that they talk about, but snapshots and stuff, but then you get into gray areas, you know, as to what they are. Right. Uh, I'd be interested uh, with you guys to see, like, what's, what's the common ones you see? The common ones that we see would be uh, an image-based backup that you know we have a full backup that that happens for our customers, and then we will then take incrementals every hour that are rolled up into a daily, and then those dailies get rolled up into weeklies, the weeklies get rolled up into monthlies, and the monthlies, well, that's about as far as you're really going to go. Yeah, monthlies, and mm-hmm. sure. you're you're able to do that restoration at any point in time between if you if if you get hit with ransomware an hour before, we can get you back up and running to w- the way you looked before that that occurred uh, because we had that hourly constant backup that's occurring for our customers to protect them from that type of thing. So that's been our approach. We come across so many potential clients out there that we pick up and they didn't even realize they weren't being backed up. Oh yeah. Oh. Or they're just file yeah, level backups. You know, file level backups don't get you the image of the entire system. So you have your data. Hey, that's great. 
but it's still going to take a week to put you back together because your operating system is toast, and you're going to reload the operating system, re- reconfigure all your users because you did all you backed up was the data and install your programs. Oh my I goodness! Mean, there's yes. millions exactly. of bits of work exactly. before you even get to restoring the data that you saved. Yeah. yeah. And we like a local yeah. and an offsite component whereby you can do a restoration much faster locally. So many folks, you know, rely on just that offsite backup and they don't realize that if you have, let's say, even a small law firm and you've done a restoration, try to restore off of a offsite backup, it could take a week for that data to come down. Yeah. Sure, sure, absolutely. And usually those types of data, uh, if they are offsite, might even be in tight tape archive that are very, very slow to get access to. Right. You know, you mentioned something that. Uh, that is another concept that I like how you say, you, we, you know, we take the hourlies, they wrap them up into the dailies, we take dailies and wrap them up to week, uh, you know, weeklies and then finally the month. I mean, that's a that's an old tape rotation method called grandfather, father, son, mm-hmm. uh, the GFS tape rotation method, unlike the one that they call Tower of Hanoi that's got way too com- much complexities and probably way too expensive. So it's good to hear a... Uh, you know that you know some of those things too, like for instance that we teach about and here that you you guys are implementing them too. You yeah. know, uh, one thing that I like that you mentioned uh, the other day uh, in the webinar is that the the necessity to the test backups. Here's the whole thing: we're mm-hmm. talking about backups, and hey, that, that's good to have them implemented in place and a schedule to, you know, follow. But boy, uh, you you don't want to have to restore with a backup set that's corrupt or uh, maybe not complete. And that's like, so the thing about that's insidious even about the testing though is that so today you've got your soup and it's it's configured based on whatever the recipe is by Microsoft's update service packs your AV whatever's running on it you got your image of your server let's say and it backs up and the integrity of the offsite backup says it's 100% it's perfect and then the next day Microsoft sends down patch tuesday on you now the whole soup's different <laughs> it tastes awful it tastes awful but you have no idea how bad it tastes you're backing that up that image up the next day you have a failure you try to restore that image that turns out tastes really bad because some update within either the AV or within within the software won't let you restore it. But you tested mm-hmm. the backup two days prior, and it worked perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. So testing is important. You should do it so you at least know, A, how long it takes to perform a restoration. How long will you be down? Um, a, you should also test, too, your disaster recovery because so many companies are out there using these devices, these BDR devices, which it's so funny if you look at them. The BDR device, you've got this monster server right there. It's housing four virtuals, and it's this big piece of iron there running. And then their, their BDR is this little nook <laughs> Intel, right? It's, it's literally saying that this bus that's running, this coach bus is going to be the same as this bicycle that, to operate your business. And, and people don't even do the math and test this stuff and show them, hey, here's how, your, how long it's going to take. Here's how your system is going to run. Um, and then not to mention, try to operate in the cloud. Good luck with that if that is Oh, gonna... yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, not going to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> Conceptually, it's not going to work. No, failing failing <laughs> over to the right. cloud is uh, is an issue. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you can restore, only restore to dial-up modem speeds when they've wiped out the rest of your infrastructure. Don't implement that on yourself and consider it a solution. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Or they have cellular failover, right? And they're wondering why their 50-person um, car dealership that used to be able to be running at lightning speed over their nice fiber cable service is running with two people on it well we failed over to cellular okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah, run it enjoy the bill too. yeah some people don't realize problematic, connection, problematic connections with a high bill man god that's got to sound like a great day at the office right so understanding what a disaster is how to how to prepare for, define your disaster right some of it has nothing to do with it at all you know right. sure. define your disaster define where you want it to come in and then define 
okay, so we have this disaster. The problem that we also have is that we've we've got disasters we haven't thought of. COVID, right? COVID was a disaster that happened to everybody at the same time. I mean, everybody, right? We had to yeah. offload everybody to go work remotely. You know, it was like, was it 10 days to flatten the curve and it lasted a year and a half? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. All at the same time. Everybody by everybody by storm, and, and it's good that you know for some companies that are SaaS-based services, you know, because everything's if everything or most of everything's in the cloud. All right, right, you, you're good. But for those companies that you know relied on that in-house presence, that was, I mean, some of them didn't survive. Some of them didn't, and even in the even the SaaS-based ones, the elasticity wasn't really there yet. They weren't really prepared for that load. Although it did, they did fine. It worked right. Uh, some of them were like, oh, bending under that heavy load yeah definitely again because the systems were there but they weren't prepared for that it was right. an afterthought and it, it became a bolt-on you know implementation now as far as you know, we talk about backup and what you guys train over there in it pro tv uh, you, i know there's a bunch of courses where backup comes into play security plus is one of them and probably network plus any other areas that people will get more information about um how to back up their system going through your courses Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, all the core foundations of the CompTIA, A+, plus, Net+, plus, Security+, plus, will touch on it. But then as you get into more of uh, the, the security mindset, uh, it comes in, too, because, you know, a lot of people – or, or no, I, I'm, I'm being too uh, broad here, but some people don't realize that backups are a part of security, part of the A and the CIA triad. So right. you, you touch on that in a lot of the aspects throughout, uh, even going all the way up to the CISSP. Uh, level two and anywhere in between CISA, if you will, Pentest Plus uh, is another one. So a lot of the security centric uh, certifications are going to touch base on it and uh, even show you from a business sense why it's important, not just a technology sense. And the reason I bring this up, so Wes Bryan, they're IT Pro TV and they'll help you learn about IT. And there's so many, we need more people in this industry. We desperately need these people. Unfortunately, there's people in the industry that have not been trained. Right. Oh, so you don't realize what you don't know because you, you just, you know, install the backup and walk away. No, you need to know how right. it works. So it, we, we, we it, you know, selfishly want everybody in the IT industry here in Connecticut to get trained so that when we come across and pick up your account or what have you, the backup will be set up correctly. <laughs> right. Based on some basic standards that we all agree upon. Um, so it's, it's important for us as, as a as a as a industry to have trained IT people. In the old days, it used to be, oh, you want to be in IT? Yeah, I got a computer in my basement. Oh, okay, cool, come on. And, uh, you know, <laughs> or, or you're in IT in the company because you have some extra knowledge. You know, the, the controller sees that you happen to like computers. That's all that's necessary for you to be an IT person. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. You need to get trained. So you can go to computertalkwithtad.com, and there's a link over there for 30% uh, off to go ahead and... Um, and get some training from these guys. They do a really great job. It's fun to work with them and take their courses. And I highly recommend it if you want to just learn more about IT or get trained up so that we're all on a more of the same page when it comes to how this stuff's supposed to be configured. So Wes does a good job. So Wes, you there? Yes, sir. No. Uh, it's the first time you... <laughs> uh, he's speechless. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us talking about backups this morning. And yeah. uh, we'll have no, you... We'll have you back again, um, maybe at the end of the month, or even uh, even in uh, August as usual for our, our regular visit and talk about another topic. You know, you're, you're game for that? Oh, hey, I'm, I'm I'm good at the end of the month and the and the other. Well, let's do both. That <laughs> sounds good, Wes. Well, we'll set that up. Thank you very much. All right, take care, gentlemen. All right, bye bye. The, the great Wes Bryan of IT Pro TV. Uh, really worth checking out their courses. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with healthy rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And let's go to your calls. I'm gonna, we're going to try Steve in Woodbury one more time. He's here. Are you there, Steve? Steve, you there? Oh, I think he's messing with us, Carolyn. <laughs> no, I can't hear Steve at all. I'm sorry about that, Steve. I'm not sure why that is. Um, but you might have phone issues along with computer issues because we can't hear you. So I'm sorry. Oh. I'm here. Can you guys hear oh, me? Oh, that, that, that helps. You came alive. There you are, Steve. We were starting to think, uh, what's going on? You're, you're messing with us. But what's going on? What can we do for, for you, Steve? Yeah, are you there? You there, Steve? Hello, Steve. I don't know. Hello? Hello, Steve. Hello. Uh, we tried. I don't, tell, I, I don't know what to tell you there, Karen. Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> we're going to let Steve go because clearly there's an issue there. Um, we're going to go to Kevin in Simsbury next. What's happening, Kevin? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Thanks for calling us. All right. So, listen, I'm actually on the road, but I've spent probably uh, 12 man hours uh, on a Win 10 uh, system that I'm having an issue with. I'm not in front of it right now, so I realize that's a disadvantage. I'll give you what I've got and see if it rings a bell. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I've got a, an older Lenovo all-in-one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the model number. I almost want to say it's either a 5 or an 8 series. Okay. All right. I had no problems with it. It shipped with Windows 10 Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran through it, no problem. Uh, Windows updates were not an issue. However, there was a build update that came into play. Yep. And okay. when that build update was processed and installed, I had an issue. If you picture moving your hand with your mouse, your cursor from left to right. I'm moving the mouse left to right. The cursor freezes, unfreezes, and jumps. Freezes, unfreezes, and jumps. That is consistent. My troubleshooting steps I've gone through. I've uh, uh, looked for drivers. I've looked at my uh, processes that are operating behind the scenes. I've checked the Lenovo website, uh, switched out my mouse. I'm not sure what the issue is. And like I said, I'm not right in front of the computer right now, and I know that puts you guys at a disadvantage. Mm. Uh, but I was wondering if that was anything that went ahead and rung a bell with you all. Well, issues with Windows 10 updates sure does. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. This, uh, this but specific the, one. The specific thing where the mouse cursor leaps around and, and halts. Mm. I have not run into this. Now you said you changed yeah. the the mouse. Is it was it wireless or wired? Uh, right now it's a wired one. There was a wireless before. Oh, so either All way, right. so, so it's not. No, it's not even. It's not, not even, even the format of the mouse. No. Okay. Yeah, um, no, it's it's definitely, and I've had it repeat. So I've gone through and reinstalled the OS, uh, reinstalled thirty two bit, reinstalled sixty four bit, Home to Pro. Um. So and it, it really appears to be that single Windows build update, the massive one they had on Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember the number. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. It's that build update that held the problem. Right. Well, obviously, we tell you to go back and roll back to the previous. Can you do that? Uh, you know, on the uh, previous installations, I wasn't able to roll it back. Okay. So what I've got going at home right now while I'm out mm-hmm. is uh, reinstall. I uh, got rid of the partition, so I'm trying to get rid of every incremental file that might be on the disk. Wow. 
Uh, it's running a uh, reinstall. Hopefully, it's uh, Windows 10 Professional. I'll find out when I get home and throw the key in there. Okay. So it's a, you're just uh, starting from scratch. You already backed up your data just in case? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is an older machine, and I run off a mirrored server I've got at the house. Okay. So yep. all my data is separate. We'll see what happens. It sounds like there's some incompatibility with that build you, in your you hardware. Could, you could also remove all pointing de- mouses and pointing devices in Device Manager. Yeah. And then restart the computer. But you can't do that right now. So. Right. So, so it reconfigures them. Well, well you've, you've taken a sledgehammer to the problem. Let's see if it works. Yep. Okay. No, but nothing, nothing jogs our memory, and there's tons and tons of issues with Microsoft mice in Windows 10. If you Google that, you did probably saw thousands and thousands oh, of hits. Yeah, he, he saw oh, millions it, of things. Yeah, it's all over the place. And it's ne- you know the problem with entering in a, a specific search sequence yeah. is you may not get back what you're looking for. You're right. exactly right, Kevin. Yeah, we got to let you go, though. Okay, Kevin? Thank you yep. for calling. Understand. Hey, right. thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and we are back this is probably no bs press too huh I think Carolyn now is in a new B- no BS brass fan. 
Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. However, four lines are wide open for you. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And as we're waiting for your calls, uh, we'll talk more about some of the technology issues that are out there. We did want to bring up the fact we had a... Tom from Harwinton call about his issue with his performance when he plugged in the RJ45 into a UPS. This also happens in the business world where your cloud-hosted voice over IP provider has provided you with phones that you now plug your computer into. And the problem is the phone only runs at 10, 100 speeds. Mm -hmm. So your gigabit system that was now running at a high speed has been bottled down or bottlenecked by the phone that your your phone guy provided. I mean, the phone guy, just, it's not his fault. He just doesn't know the difference, or, or she. Uh, and they provide you with a lower-end phone, and you're like, why is my my internet speed so bad? Because your phone is 10100. Yeah. Happens all the time. So as we wait for your calls, feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Um, I had a story here that is a Microsoft story. So... Microsoft is rolling back default macro blocks in Office without telling anyone. So basically, Microsoft appears to, to roll back its decision to adopt a default stance of preventing macros sourced from the Internet from running in Office unless given explicit permission. Now, they did this because a lot of the malware that's out there and the ransomware that's out there leverages the ability for uh, the Office suite to have those programs run that way and microsoft way way back said hey we're gonna we're gonna not let this happen and we're gonna block macros from running on these applications and now they've changed that they've changed their mind and didn't even tell anybody really well you know what the they were they had announced that they were going to put this block in quite a while ago yes and they held off on actually implementing it for the reason that a lot of businesses are running on some of these macros they're actually taking advantage of this right to operate things and they needed to give those businesses a way to get set up for the change right and i'm sure you know they've already gone through a lot of things to get it working right they had it and now <laughs> boom yeah, they change it again. So this, this poor guy notes here, they've been scrambling to obtain a digital certificate for signing our VBA project since it, he first became aware of the impending update in mid-June. So they spent all this time and expense to get things work, to work the way it was with the macros being blocked. Now they got to go ahead and scramble because now they're not going to be blocked and they got to change that and change how they operate again. This is Microsoft, right? This is This is an issue. Guys, you can't just flip willy-nilly back and forth. Hey, we're going to do it. Hey, we're not going to do it. Another thing with Microsoft rate lately is even their NCE, their new commerce experience, they're ramming down everybody's throats. They said, you know what? That's not going so well. Um, and they've delayed- No, really? <laughs> yeah. thing. And they've delayed the quote-unquote forced change that will still happen, um, where if you don't go with an annual subscription, you're looking at a 40% increase in your, in your cost for Microsoft. So- this is just another example. This is a security example where they, they softly and quietly said, we're going to go ahead and roll back that block. on our, And we're not going to tell you anybody about it. And that's that's not how it's supposed to work, guys. Um, we'll put a link up here to the, the story if you'd like to see it. Um, but they really need to be a little, I don't know, more open about this type of stuff way, way in advance. Um, what else you got there, Dennis, as we wait for calls? Well, I've got a story about a uh, data leak. Yes. It might conceivably be one of the biggest data leaks in history. I've heard. Yes. 
This is a leak of data on one billion Chinese citizens. Yes. With a B. With a B. Billion with a B. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened, well, a week ago, there was a hacker who announced that he had gotten hold of this data. And it turns out that it wasn't really the hacker that went and got it. It was leaked. It was lost by accident? Oops. Yeah, it was leaked. So when you say leaked, so the inside guy posted it somewhere? No. Um, <laughs> he had it, it on a hard a, drive and he left it in his this car? This was a police database. <laughs> oh, boy. That was let on well, allowed to be on a popular developer forum. Gotcha. And it, it just sat there and people could read and, it. And somebody found it. Somebody found it and it got all over the internet. So it's one so one billion I know I noticed the article, but I didn't know what type of data it was. So is there a, so, a billion Chinese that get arrested all the time? Is that why it's on a police I mean it is a communist well, country. Okay. It, um, in you have to remember in China Yeah. Everybody's guilty. Everyone is a suspect. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So they start with that. There you go. <laughs> so instead of like getting it here, we get our social security number when we're born, and there they're like, "Well, here's your police record." Well, we're yeah, start you, this have right a, now. you have a law enforcement dossier right yeah. out of the womb. Gotcha. So that's what's yeah. going on here. Is that data? Yeah, was and leaked. it was leaked, mm-hmm. and it enormous amount of data and pretty important stuff. But yeah, uh, we just posted a database on a forum. <laughs> yeah. One I, I don't even understand. No. Anything else you got as we wait for calls? Oh, uh speaking of law enforcement. Yeah. Apple has come out with something that they call lockdown mode for I iPhones. Yeah, I heard about okay? that. Okay. Yep. Now, it's a mode that you can put the phone into or the Apple can that protects it from having uh hacking or spyware software run on it. Nice. Get either get it installed or if it's already there for it to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. But the it's not just for you know malware that you happen to pick up somewhere. Mm-hmm. The real goal of this mm-hmm. is to keep law enforcement agencies or other government uh, bureaus mm-hmm. from running software such as uh, Pegasus. Yeah, they're a little salty about that. Uh, where they just kind of take over your phone. Right. Uh, just by being in the neighborhood of it. Right, which were they were a little surprised to find that existed. And I think that was an Israeli company that came up with yep. that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot like of countries are using it. They're using it against dissidents, journalists, mm-hmm. uh, attorneys, activists. Everyone who thought they had a nice, secure Apple phone found right. out they and, didn't. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, Apple made a fairly secure device. Yep. Okay, and it put it out there. Yep. And the this company from Israel f- just figured out different exploits to get around the right. different security measures that are in it. So now with lockdown Well, this mode. is a lockdown mode that absolutely stops certain processes from happening right. under certain conditions. So that even if somebody gets Pegasus onto the phone... It won't report out. It won't report out or its code won't even execute. Good. But you got to remember to put it in that mode. Right, right, and I don't. I'm not entirely sure how do you get it into that mode. Okay, uh, it might be something you have to have enabled uh, uh, by your carrier or something. But either way, it's a very good protection for people that are looking 
For more protection. Uh, for more protection. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to give Apple credit for rolling it out as yeah. quickly as they did. Very good. All right. Let's get to more of your calls here. We're going to go to Peter in Hamden next. Hey, Peter, what's up? Good morning. How are you guys? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Hey, just a, I think it's a pretty rudimentary question, but I really don't know how to do it. Um, I've uh, sort of recently retired, and uh, you know, I had all my IT needs sort of taken care of where I worked. Uh, but now that I'm home, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work on the side, and I'm using my personal laptop a lot more and creating documents and all kinds of things like that. But I have no idea how I go about backing up this computer and saving those documents so that they're somewhere that, you know, some catastrophe should occur. Um, you know, I can still get at them. I've never backed up this laptop because it's my personal laptop. And to be honest with you, I never really had to use it. I was always using my, uh, you know, my employer's mm-hmm. IT uh, uh, hardware at home. And just curious about how do I go about doing that? No, it's a great question. And it's a question that more folks need to think about these days because eventually that laptop is going to fail on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do a sophisticated backup with software, built-in software to Microsoft's or what have you. But number one, you need a piece of medium or a couple pieces of medium that you're going to back up to. Or you can pay for an off-site service. Or you can use Microsoft 365's OneDrive, quote-unquote, as a backup. That's a way to think of it. If you're going to be using 365, your data can be synced from your local drive to your, your Microsoft drive. So there's many ways to go about this. But the simplest way is to pick up a couple pieces of media, whether they be encrypted thumb drives or external hard drives, usually an A and a B we recommend minimally, and you go ahead and plug that little thumb drive or hard drive into your computer and just copy from wherever your data is located and paste it. It's that simple. Okay, so basically then just, because I'm just concerned with, you know, a bunch of Excel files and maybe Word documents and things like that. Right. So that's just get just get an encrypted thumb drive and or or an external hard drive and just copy and paste and copy and paste. Yeah, and the reason I say it that way is because some of the times when you try to actually go to restore your your system, you you don't even know how to use the software you use to do the backup, right? Right. And you're you're panicked, right? You're sitting there panicked. You've never done a restoration. Now you got to learn the software for the restoration. And if you just simply had a thumb drive with your data on it, readable but encrypted, so it's at least safe, depending on what kind of data you have. You stick it into the next machine and just paste it back, and you're good. Okay. So, so is it also reasonable then, if say I'm say I'm working, you know, doing something for a for a consulting client or something, and I come up with a bunch of spreadsheets that I did. Yeah. Not only just saving them on the laptop, but just plugging in the uh, you know the encrypted thumb drive at the time I generate this document and just saving it there. At the same time, I could save it to the to the laptop and save it to the thumb drive and be done with it. Kind of convoluted. Yeah, that that sounds like creating a little bit more work for yourself than maybe you need. Yeah. Uh, I think the better the better solution would be to just keep the data on that drive mm-hmm. and work from that, and then periodically just copy it over to your encrypted thumb drive. Yeah, I mean, no matter what you've got over there, I'm going to guess you're not going to create so much data that it's a big pain to copy. It's going to take no, it's no, going to take minutes, all. right? So even if you do a full copy, like a full quote unquote full backup, like Wes was talking about, if you just did a full copy every time you did this, you're going to sweep whatever's on that drive, yep. or just take the directory, right? Click copy the whole directory over and paste it, right? And you can even create different directories if you want, as far as trying to segment the data from the from what you might have changed versus others. If you want different copies of your data, right? It, let's say you spend an hour on something and you realize, oh man, I really messed up that macro, and you want to go back to a different version of it. If you had different copies of those folders, then you could go back to a different version of it. 
so copying and pasting is just easy, right? But there is software out there that will run the backup for you. You can, can you can configure it as an incremental. You can configure it as a differential. You can do a full backup. All the things Wes was talking about. But you need to know how to restore it when you need it. Right, and yeah. that's an that's another learning curve. And it's awful yeah, when you but, have no idea and you've lost your data. But if you've used <laughs> file copy to put the files onto that drive, right? Then you already know how to use file copy to Got take it. them off and yeah. restore them when yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I could manage that. I mean, because I, <laughs> I, you know, I work off of thumb drives all the time; they're not right. encrypted. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I copied, and there's there's a certain bunch of documents I just keep on thumb drives. I don't even keep them on the laptop, so I feel pretty safe with those. But I yeah. still even should have a copy of those somewhere. Yes, you should else too. And you no. can use this. You can use the computer as an intermediary. Copy it and All copy right. it back, and then delete now, it. You got time for one other stupid? I gotta let you. I, I let you go because Carolyn's making faces at me. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> You're it. welcome, Peter. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Coming up at 11, Dr. Alessi will be in giving you a second opinion on your healthy on your health advice. So stick around for that. And we're going to get to your calls and do as many as we can here before the top of the hour. We're going to go to Laura next in Middletown. What's happening, Laura? Hi, Tab. Hi, Ken. Uh, my name is Laura Timmons. I use she, her pronouns. And um, the reason why I'm calling is I've been watching some YouTube videos on scamming the scammers of those uh, telephone calls agencies that uh yeah you know and uh it's really quite interesting the operation that they're that they're doing sure i guess the, the first thing is that you know they're trying to get into your system by remote again and uh, once they do you go to your bank account and they end up uh saying we're going to transfer money into your account but all they actually do is transfer from the savings to your checking and then modify the HTML code saying that, uh, you know, we accidentally transferred instead of $400, $4,000. Right. And uh, so they kind of take you to ask for gift cards and send you the gift cards. Right. And say, hey, you know, send us the gift card codes which they didn't turn into Bitcoin, yep. which they eventually turned into cash. So it's a fairly sophisticated <laughs> operation. Right. And uh, so I just want to give a public service that, you know, if really don't let people window into your operating system and, <laughs> right. you know, and, and that's kind of uh, the, what I wanted to call you about. Well, we appreciate that. I mean, we've had lots of calls from folks that have been taken advantage of similarly. It's it's well worth warning people. I mean, I've had, I actually know someone who got a phone call. Yeah. Um, and he was convinced to allow um, somebody onto his computer. This happened mm -hmm. quite a few years ago, so yep. it's not the same scam. Yep. But it's similar thing. And uh, he was, in his case, he was bilked out of several hundred dollars in order to quote unquote clean his computer mm -hmm. and yeah. uh it became a a treadmill where the scammers just kept calling him right later my own mom uh, got scammed by it terrible and she knows i do this show and talk about this constantly and, and she, even she got scammed by it and didn't call me microsoft called me eric i'm like oh, are you kidding me so, yeah, Laura, we appreciate you bringing this up to everybody. Yeah, thank it's you. it's a thing and uh 
there's lots of scammers out there, and there's lots of very gullible people yeah, out there. To be too. clear, Microsoft is not calling you. Right. They're not. No. Hey. All right. Thanks, hey, for, thanks the... for taking my call, and I hope that uh, it saves uh, at least one person from getting scammed. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. All right. Have a good one. All right. It's a good. It's a good thing to remind people about because yeah. the scammers have nothing better to do. They have plenty of time, and for some reason, we are just a very open hum- humanity. Just okay. How, how, you want me to do what? Oh, I have a problem. Oh, you're going to help me? Okay. <laughs> and for some reason, we just go with it. I don't know. Um, let's go to Jim in New Britain next. What's happening, Jim? Yes. Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, I've uh, lost my. Uh internet connection for my iMac desktop. I was trying to upgrade my McAfee subscription, and now I don't have any internet at all for my desktop. I do have it connected, though, to my iMac uh, Air, Air iPad, iPad and, uh, and MacBook Pro, but <laughs> it's not there in my, on my iMac. So okay. I went into you know system preferences, I go to Wi-Fi, it says on, but it's connected to uh, a IP address that automatically connected to 169 So All right. looking for some advice. All right. What, what happened is it's not actually connecting to a Wi-Fi network that's giving it an IP address. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the Wi-Fi adapter is granting itself this 169 address. It's a loopback. Right. And it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to get you anywhere. What you need to do is make sure that your Wi-Fi uh, connection is to um, an actual Wi-Fi network that exists and is handing out IP addresses. Um, Mm -hmm. You can usually do that on the Mac from the menu bar. There will be a little Wi-Fi symbol up there, you know, near the top right of your screen. You click okay. on that, and you should be able to drop down and see what Wi-Fi networks are available, and you connect to a, a valid one. And if you've got another computer that it works with, go take a look at that computer, see which network that one's connected to, and then connect to the same one on the iMac. Okay, so if I drop down, you know, I I have one that's actually showing up. It's, it's the one that that's uh, my other computer is connected to all right i I just click on that but it's locked yep you got to put an well the lock just means that there's a password connected to it or it might be called a security key there might whatever the phrase is that's used yeah that's what's required to be able to connect to it is that your wi-fi jim that you're connecting to or are you connecting to a neighbor (laughs) no that's my (laughs) wi-fi okay so whatever you put in for the ssid key it's going to ask you for so you should click on it and then be able to put the password in and you're good that's i i can't imagine that that would be a problem unless you don't know the password right no i know the password (laughs) well there you go there you go problem solved okay all right all right you got it jim all right, so hopefully we've helped him out. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Carolyn for producing. I want to thank Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV for joining us. If you want to join us as a geek or improve your skills as a geek, help us all out. Go ahead and do a computertalkwithtab.com, 30% discount if you go through our link. Thank you, Mike G, for posting everything live. And uh, Dennis? We want you to be geeks too. See you next Saturday. Ah. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.